0: I'm Jimmy Young, the founder of Pro Cannabis Media. This is our live Business of Cannabis talk show, and we've got a few new faces in our talk set, our talk room uh, for this half hour, at least. Uh, Jesse Lynn Dolan, our friend from Vermont, who's a registered nurse and also a contributor to the Weed Talk News show. Jesse Lynn, great to see you. Thanks for having me. And of course, the host of the American Cannabis Report, it's Christopher Smith. Christopher, good to see you. Amy, how are you? Good to see you. Good, good, good. So um, since Josh has already given his impressions of the Moore Act passing today, the U.S. House of Representatives, I'm sure that's not news to either one of you at this point. Um, if it is, I excuse to put you on the spot here, but I'd love to get your reaction. Christopher, I'll let you uh, go first.
1: Oh, thanks. Well, uh, of course, it's always encouraging to see that uh, cannabis is getting attention at all on the federal level. Uh, We think that's excellent. We think that um, the MORE Act is way more comprehensive than the Safe Banking Act. It handles a lot more. uh, I'm trying to find my camera. There it is. Uh, uh, That the MORE Act is comprehensive. It talks about um, expungement. It talks about uh, uh, many other many other layers, many of the other important uh, elements or aspects of what we're trying to deal with, including descheduling, for example. Um, whether or not it gets any further than today, of course, is the uh, you know $64,000 question. But um, the fact that it's uh, gotten a positive result, I think, can only bode well for all the other things we're trying to do.
0: I just want to see if it actually makes the network news. Um, Jesse Lynn, uh, what's your impressions of the, the the House passing the Moore Act today? I'm not surprised at all. I'm excited to see that it's passed the House. I think we all know that there's a very good chance that it will be held up in the Senate and the viability of it actually passing isn't as positive as we would like to see. But I do think, as Christopher mentioned, for the state of cannabis at a national level, it's great that it's actually made it this far. We're talking about it. Do I expect it to pass? Not necessarily, but hopefully it's a good starting point to continue conversations. And hopefully those conversations in future legislative sessions will actually lead to, in my opinion, a better bill than what's out right now. Very cool. Very cool. Um, and Josh, can I ask you, when, when you read the reports, how did you know that it was going to be scheduled to a uh, schedule two? Because I'm still looking for that information.
1: No, no, Jimmy. I was just putting out a concern that even if this does pass, that if schedule two were to happen, it would yeah. put us at a disadvantage by making it for uh, pharmacy only.
0: Yeah. Okay. Got you. Agreed, Josh.
1: And, that would be a disaster. Agreed. Yeah.
0: Right, I was gonna. I knew Christopher was gonna chime in. I didn't even have to prompt him this time, which was great. Um, there was another. We we talk a little bit about media perception of the plant, and there was a, a report on CNN. I'm pretty sure it was last week, Christopher, about the Harvard medical professor and teacher. or oh, that would be a teacher, professor and doctor out of out of Harvard, who has um, got you know national recognition for a research study that she did. You wanna take us through this a little bit, set this up, and then I want Jesse Lynn's opinion about the uh, conclusions of this. Jesse Lynn, are you familiar with what I'm talking about? Yeah, I figured Absolutely. you Absolutely. Go ahead, Christopher, because this is your, your time to rant. Go ahead. Uh, well, first
1: question is uh, now, uh, are S-bombs allowed or uh, F-bombs uh, perhaps yeah,
0: we, because- This is an adult. This is an adult uh, only, supposedly. Uh, show. Okay. So, if you want right. to, uh, you got, if it's if it's important to you as a professor and someone who teaches broadcast journalism, I always think there are other words you could use that mean the same thing. So, well, just just you know, like freaking. <laughs> You get what I'm
1: saying. Well, j- just as long as I don't storm the stage and slap somebody, I think I'm probably doing a little better than. <laughs> I've had tomorrow. enough of
0: the slaps. Thank you very much. <laughs>
1: doing better than most of the other Smiths who are involved in this sort of thing. So right. I'll just keep it. I'll just keep it light. Um, okay. First of all, Jimmy, I was, uh, as you know, I I, I read the story on the news uh, last week when it first launched. Uh, I wrote it up, and also um, one of my biggest concerns was when a story this like this is so chock full of propaganda and awful uh, non, non-factual assumptions and bad science, it is a, just a horrifying idea that it's gonna get the national recognition that it ultimately has. The fact that it's on CNN now to me is, is really very sad. It's a bad, sad statement about CNN, a sad statement about how, how non-facts are trickling up to the national conversation. That what the test purported, what the study, I mean, they do a lot of finger quotes, what the study from Harvard and the Journal of the American Medical Association purported to be studying was what happens if a medical card is given out and what are the results of that. And this was done in, with a very, very small group in Boston only 186 participants, which is hardly a study worthy of Harvard or the Journal of Medical Association. I think it was 269, people. Christopher. I
0: have 269, go ahead.
1: That is not much bigger, but you get the idea anyway. I get a very the idea. Local, a very small localized study, uh, allegedly. Um, half of them were given a medical card and half of them had to wait 12 weeks to get a medical card. And so the first test was, uh, the first uh, conclusion that they came to was that the people who got a medical card were more likely to develop a a cannabis use disorder than the ones who didn't have a card. Well, everyone in the world knows that cannabis has approximately a nine percent addiction rate. Nine percent of people who use it will end up getting addicted to it. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows that alcohol is much higher. Cocaine, heroin are off the charts somewhere. The cannabis is the least addictive. And I always include sugar in that list. So cannabis is addictive at a small 9% rate. We know that's going to happen. And so that's what they ended up up saying was that 50% of the participants developed a cannabis use disorder. And so if you're taking data and you get an outlier that's five times higher than any other data out there, you call it an outlier. You don't call that the conclusion. You call it an outlier.